This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023, as we are 22 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City, Missouri. This is the draft show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time, and it's definitely draft time here from the star in Frisco. We've got Bobby Belden studio. Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam running everything in the back. How we doing, everybody? Great. Never better. Never better. Everything's up. Nothing's down. That's awesome. Arrow pointing up. Yeah, you guys getting to the point now where you're just trying to decide these last few guys. You're like trying to feel if they deserve to be on your board or not. Pretty much. I'm getting to that point. I'm getting to that point where like I'm not going to add another guy here just because I'm looking at another guy. You know? Yeah, a little bit of that. More just like the do I have a blind spot? Like trying to figure out if there's somewhere where I'm just I'm missing somebody mm -hmm. that uh, like I remember. Oddly enough, uh, a couple of years ago, I got started way too late on Kelvin Joseph mm -hmm. because I just I, I didn't have him in the mix somehow. I had mm -hmm. overlooked him. And so that's what I'm trying to do right now is just trying to make sure I'm not like overlooking somebody who's like really substantial. That was Deron Bland for me last year. Deron Bland, I didn't even have him on, on my board. I, I barely had him on even the draft magazine last year. And he showed up as a 30 visit, and then I said, okay, maybe maybe we should go watch this guy yeah. and see what's going on here. And even when I watched him, I didn't know if he would be what he was this year. I don't think any of us expected him to be the Deron Bland we saw as a rookie. But for the most part, I, I really – uh, I missed him, I think, last year, and so I'm I'm doing the same thing right well, now. Well, that's the thing that you know. It's one thing for us to miss somebody. Mm -hmm. Teams don't need to miss these guys. No. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just as long as you know, and and that's the, the, the you know when you when you have the really the guys and the gals that do this like full time, the media, you know, the Dane Bruglers of the world, and and those guys, they they start on this like on Memorial Day. You know, and so they they've got a handle on three hundred something guys, four hundred something guys. You know, and that's the thing. I, I just my biggest fear was always doing this. The media stuff is they draft somebody that I don't know. Mm. You know, that's when all of a sudden, like you know, you know, Kyle announces, well, they took so and so, so and so from Oregon State, and you go. I have no idea who they just took. Think about uh, Nishan Wright. That's well, what no, I'm trying to do well, right now. Yeah, well, that's, that, <laughs> trying to avoid that. Right yeah, now. that's no. That's the thing. You you want to be able to have somewhat of an opinion. Like people will send me these mock drafts. If you guys haven't muted me on Twitter by now, I, 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 I applaud you guys for. You know, why have you? Why have you not? Because, I just unfollowed after yeah, the LSU yeah, game. That's what. Yeah, I, you know, I lost like I lost <laughs> like I lost like 200 followers after that deal. By the way, I did, yeah, it's fine. But anyway, the uh, that's your that's your biggest fear that you get to a point where, man, you can look at 190 players, 200 players, and then all of a sudden somebody comes off that board that they took that you're like, why did I not think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, why did I look at this guy from? Sorry, Coastal Carolina, but I didn't look at the guy that they brought in from Liberty. You yeah. know, why did it? What was my thought process along the way with that? But that's the advantage that the full-time, you know, scout guys and gals that cover the scout uh, cover the draft full-time that they have. They start and they can carry all those guys. Yeah, you know. But man, it's it's getting to the point where I'm like, 
does this guy deserve to be on? Should I talk about should, you know having notes? Should I have notes about this guy? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the tough. It's easy to watch uh, B. John Robinson and others. Everybody that's on this draft magazine, yeah, beautiful magazine by the way. Yeah, it's but a everybody great and I'm gonna, get, you guys, I'm gonna get you guys to sign this copy for me. There you go. But the but you know it's easy to see those guys. But it's the guys, like I said, the guys from Liberty and Coastal Carolina and stuff like that, that you're, oh, this guy might be a sixth or seventh round guy. And you're kind of like, okay, that's, I think you're right about that. Yeah, you know? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm kind of at. Also, too. Are you ready for this thing to be going? Well, I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm kind of like you, man. I'm trying to shore up loose ends. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people tag us on uh, Twitter and, and they're like, hey, look at this player. Hey, yeah. look at this player. So what I do is screenshot that. I mm-hmm. screenshot it and I'll go back at the end of the week and say, okay, because those are guys that probably a lot of the time I've missed. Like one yeah. guy that's really, really, really circling right now. I'm going to say, what, let me see. I looked at Tyreek Stevenson because yeah. I started hearing about him. Miami yeah. safety. Miami yes. safety yeah. But Corey Trice from Purdue, cornerback, been hearing a lot about him. Yeah. And again, he was one of the guys that I think that I, I just missed. And with his ball skills, and some of the stuff he does, I'm like, I, he's a guy that I feel oh, no. like I missed this I, week. I, and yeah. so that's, you know, my followers help me out as well. Well, I, I, know, I know this because John Owning, uh, and I know John listens to our program, and John does a really nice job. And John's like, you seen this Trice kid from Purdue? Yeah. And I'm like, no, should I? He goes, yeah, worth your time. <laughs> and though he's like 6'3", 206, yeah. and you watch him play and you're going, Thanks, John. I appreciate you doing that for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's like there there are some guys that like see you just don't want to miss somebody that they that somebody drafts in the third round. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if you miss a sixth or seventh round guy, you move on. But somebody drafts somebody in the third, and you're like, mm-hmm. I didn't see him. You know that that's the thing that scares you a little bit. He sent me that message too. He said, "Tell me more, Purdue corner Corey Trice. This dude is yeah. a press demon." And nice. I, I, I responded, "It was the day I submitted my reports yeah. on on the draft magazine." I said, "I swear, John, I just submitted my draft magazine rankings. If you make me go watch this guy and he's a stud, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I'm going to be mad. And he's good. He's real good. He's got a, yeah. I put a fourth round grade on. Absolutely, him. yeah. I think he's a good player. Tell me more about about Corey Trice before we start getting into some of these thirty visit guys. Too. I'll tell you what. The, the, you know, the, with Trice, I, I was surprised, man. I mean, this guy is a what we call a boundary corner. Mm-hmm. And when you say a boundary corner, he's a guy that plays to the side where the, the short side of the field. So you can watch him flip sides. Depending on what side the ball is on the hash, he's to the short side of the field. So he's, like you mentioned, he's 6'3", he's 206. This guy, this is one of my lines. And it, it kind of, I hate to say this, but it's one of those things that I, when I was watching him play, and maybe you guys can help me on this one. I'm not sure if his anticipation is really good or he's just a great guesser. Mm. And I mean that in a way of like his anticipation, it looks really good or he's just really good at being right where he needs to be. You know, playing the ball and, and driving on the ball. You know, reading the quarterback, being right where he needs to be. But there's there's some snaps where you see him read and then drive and not. I mean, this guy knocks down passes, the length, the ball down the field he plays. He's got a feel for how to play. John was talking about the, the press coverage stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a hard guy to get away with when he's in that mode because of that length and that ability to move. And I think... I like to, I, the guy throws his body around to make plays. So 
again, John, thank you very much for uh, talking about this guy. You know, you're absolutely right. I think I put him in the third. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. what I did. Mm-hmm. And, you, did you and, have him in the third too, Aisha? Yeah, uh, especially too because of the he's shown what he can do on special teams. But when yeah. you look at the league now, the league right now, one of the first things I'm looking at with corner is can they press yeah. and can they press well with these itty bitty receivers and stuff like that jamming them is going to be incredibly important moving right. forward and this guy is not afraid to do that also too you brought up just how he the anticipation he flows well yeah. within the zone like it's very natural for him and he's going to make you pay that's the thing i like about him and that's how that's what i want from every corner i feel like is if you're going to throw the ball my way i'm going to make you pay and when he comes up and tackles he's going to make you pay i like i also like how willing he is in the run game yeah. to come up like you said throws his yeah. body around that's something that you know we talk about with corner now i don't think it's a requirement but if your corner can do it it will definitely change how offenses try to attack you especially with all the screen game and all that stuff now so yeah i that was what i was impressed with he understands his length too like his arm length mm-hmm. and how to keep guys like keep guys outside of their route or just at the top of the route to just change up things i i, I was impressed yeah, with him watching him. him he was yeah. he was a fun watch he was one of my most fun watches actually that's why i was so excited about him and he's the type of cor- he's my type of corner yeah. He really is my type of corner. Some ball skills can play, obviously can play man, can play in the zone, and he ain't afraid to tackle. Yeah. And he got a little chip on his shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. I like him a lot. Thanks, Sean. And there have been reports that one of your other corners, Mr. Emmanuel Forbes of Mississippi State, was in the building this mm. week. So mm. that's been reported out there. It is 30 visit time. We had Dallas Day on Friday. Aisha needed to have lunch with him and made sure he had some of that good pizza they have here stop, in this cafe. Stop. <laughs> Bobby can't stand him because he feel like he this big. I mean, he is. He's he is that big. That's he's, yeah. That 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 when, he you, is, when you do that, that's yeah. He is Bobby's the skinniest kid. corner I can remember seeing. Yep. Period. And, and I mean, I just I I don't know how well that project. When you're talking about extreme outliers that we don't even have, like you can point to Rashard Robinson. He's a similar one. But mm-hmm. when you talk about a real extreme outlier, that it's like this resets what we've really ever seen at the position that's really hard for me well, to feel okay. comfortable did you with. see him though did you see him at the combine did you see like his yeah. frame and yeah. everything i don't he, think that i don't know that that's frame that puts on weight if he's that long it's t- it's tough yeah. yeah when you're because the muscles and stuff it's like those offensive linemen that have real long arms and they can't bench press very well mm-hmm. because the travel of the bar is so far can i ask a question real quick kyle if you don't mind yeah are we seeing something different in the philosophy of the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to evaluate players because of Zay Flowers on a visit? Smaller Forbes. Player. I mean, uh, you know, all we've ever heard of. Even high, it's a little and more and slightly I, built. Than and I think, sure. I think, yeah, I think the thing with Will McClay is just like, Will likes big players. Mm-hmm. He's going to draft big guys. But the fact that they got Zay Flowers in here on a visit. I, and then you talk about Forbes with the you know how linear built he is. Is there is there a change in philosophy with what they're doing, or is it just trying to evaluate a particular draft class that's got slight shorter players? It feels the fact that they've you know brought in Flowers, they've had Hyatt, they Hyatt's uh, another one, yeah. They, they have shown interest in Marvin Mims, who I think a lot of teams would view as a slot specific guy. Absolutely. I don't know that they would, but I mean there are a lot of teams that would. Um it feels like a shift of some sort or or you know maybe it's just an investigation like you say of of a smaller It's just group who of the receivers. draft is. Yeah, right? yeah, but I mean it 
it breaks what feel felt like a really hard and fast rule for them. Exactly. And and so those traits that they look for. Now, now yeah. look, they've they've brought in guys on visits before that they really had no intention of ever picking. Yeah. They had no intention of picking Weidermeyer last year from Texas A and M. And they brought him in. Yeah. They they wanted to investigate some things. And so I don't know. Maybe maybe there are certain answers they're looking for, or, or certain things that they want to see, or maybe they're just trying to figure out. Maybe they want to get him in here for a visit and try and figure out. A little bit better if they feel like, yeah, you're smaller, but do we think you can still take some reps outside? Maybe they're just trying to get, you know, finish their homework on that to see that. But it does feel like a little bit of a shift when you see some of the receivers that they've been connected to. Lordy, I would hope that they just see who the playmakers are and mm-hmm. they're trying to explore the playmakers, and it's that simple. That's all I have. There's a lot of playmakers in the building, but there's different sized of playmakers, and that's yeah. the thing is is just because they're a 30 visit doesn't mean they're going to be picked. I mean, that's that's fact of the matter. But the fact that they are bringing in multiple guys like that, I agree with Bobby. I think it's a a tip of the toe in the water. Like you're dipping yeah. the toe in the water a little bit yeah. just to kind of test it and see, okay, maybe maybe there's something to this Jalen Hyatt prospect. Yeah. Maybe there's something to Emmanuel Forbes. By the way, you, you piqued my interest. I looked up s- smallest, and by, by smallest, I mean thin corners in the history of the NFL combine. He is in the zero percentile at yeah. 166. He might be the thinnest corner that has ever made its way to the combine. Really so. tall, thin corners, I think, of Cordell Flott. I think of Rashard Robinson. I think of Drake Kirkpatrick years yeah. ago. Sure. Um, and he's smaller than all of them. Yes. And so. Do, can we ask you a question? Do we make this scouting too hard? No. No. I In mean, what way? What do you mean? I'm asking you this question because you were talking about just go take the best player. Mm. The way the way you just said it, I, it, it, it seemed so like. So not we as a group, we as in like a draft community. Yeah, as a draft community. No, I mean this is your first rodeo going through this, and I and you know what the way you said that I think you're absolutely right because we 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 put so much evaluation and traits and this, and you just said it. Go get the best player. Go 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 look at the who the best players are. Go evaluate who those guys are, and I think there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. I think we get away. I think we get away from that. That we 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 look at the measurables and things like that. Like the old crusty scouts like me. Like we would have never, we would have never taken a quarterback like Bryce Young. Even though the tape with Bryce Young is beautiful to watch, mm-hmm. the way he plays, but we would have the, the measurables would have gotten our way. The measurables would have taken us, well, he's not really this. This is what he is. No, he's he's the guy that's playing. It just made me think about the way you said it. Like, don't don't make this hard. Yeah, Zay Flowers to me is a guy that if you if you're not using a thirty visit for him, like you tripping. Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like he's that dynamic, and also too just getting to meet him and just kind of understand him a little bit at the combine. This dude is playing for a lot, and he cares. His character is there, but you can see that in his play. He cares about every ball that's thrown his way. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, you can see that in his workouts. Every one of them has been good, a good workout. And we don't see that. Like, I, feel, I just feel like, like you said, I'm just not overthinking it with a guy like him. He's undeniable, like what you see on tape. So the size thing matters, but at the same time, it's like what I see is what I, I, I know what I see. And I see a playmaker. I see a guy that can separate almost every time he gets the ball. And that's different, right? Yeah. That's, that's what no you're doubt. looking for, right? So why? Why does it? Why make it hard? Exactly. So that's just kind of where I'm at. No, I just I, the way you said it made me think like she's right. 
No doubt. Don't make it. Don't make this too hard. Now you're gonna. There's certain measurables and certain traits and stuff like that. The outliers, the zero percentile things you're talking yeah, I about. Mean, it's it's nice to have a slot specific player, but I, I mean, just like it's nice to have a two down defensive lineman, but mm-hmm. it doesn't like fill my team out enough. That, See, so we, so we, I I do understand the argument of like. I'm not saying you should write off everybody or whatever, but I, I do understand when people go, if you can only play in the slot, that limits what this value is supposed to mean in the first round. See, that's the same thing to be, that you get an argument with the people about the running back stuff, taking mm-hmm. a running back in the first round. Sure. You know, like we had it on 105.3 The Fan, we had a, we had a discussion about B. John Robinson. You know, and there's there there's a side of me of the Dallas Cowboy fan base that absolutely is against a draft in B. John Robinson at 26. Mm-hmm. And there's another side of the fan base is like, why would you pass on this type of a player? And so, you know, then you get into that, you get into that argument where I think there's people, the guys that and gals that don't want B. John Robinson are hoping like hell he gets taken by Tampa Bay or Baltimore ahead. So you don't have to make these guys have to have a decision on it. The and pen then, throw. And yeah, and then you've got the other side of the world that's going, please let him get to us. Please let Jerry Jones have to stand in there and make that pick. Yep. You know? I, I've never I mean, it's so strange how traits and running back to me, Bijan, I saw Bijan Robinson the first of December. He hasn't changed for me. Mm-hmm. I've seen hundred and ninety something players now. You know, it hasn't changed for me. But that's where I'm to your point though, it's one of those things. It's like this just take the best players. Just take the don't let things cloud your judgment about these players. Well, and that's a different question though, Bijan, I think, versus a well, slot. Well, people because, argue because people argue about the running back that oh you only positional have value yeah. and now and yeah. maybe that, in this draft, maybe in this draft, because this thing, I, I don't know about your board, but my board, I could take this thing like into the fifth round and feel good about running backs. I can too, yeah. Yeah, I There's think a lot of them. I, I think specifically to that course, that's a different discussion. That's a discussion about positional value and things like that, because there's not weaknesses to be John Robinson. Yeah. Like, like what you're talking about with the slot specific players is not even positional value. It's a position people value a lot, and they're saying that you don't match up the way other people at this position do. There's no question B. John Robinson's like can do everything. Right. And it's a question more about how much do you value the position of running back as a whole? Or yeah. whenever people talk about how much do you uh, value strong side linebacker? Is that something that's worth enough to do that anymore? With the receiver angle, it's, no, we all have, I, I think, established the value of the position itself. That's probably why it's such an issue for people when you have a slot-specific player. It's, this is such a valuable position, and we need you to do so many different things that if you only do one it's, it's like what if you're it's, really, it's like what the if fifth you're receiver great. who can't if, play special what, teams. What if, you're, what if you're a great player as a slot player? What if you're a Pro Bowl, uh, All Pro player as just a slot receiver? When there yeah. have been those, yeah, that's I mean, why, it's, that's it's, why I'm asking. Like, you're going to hit and miss on some of those guys because you can, for every guy that you can talk about that is Julio Jones and these big receivers yeah. that are on the outside. And hey, they I've have seen, the I, problems, I've been wrong about that Treadwell kid. But that's the sure. thing. Yeah, you could turn you turn things around. You could say, okay, but there's also a Tyree Kill. There's also a, a who can play Jaylen, outside. Jalen Waddle. There's mm-hmm. also and he can play when both ways too. When was Hill taken? When did when did fifth John round, Dorsey draft him? Fifth, fifth, fifth round? round, but it was he was he he's had character his, issues. Yeah, he had his right? issues. He yeah. would have gone higher for every one of those guys <laughs> that have those matchups. There are guys that overcome their limitations and that are going to be there. You can say the same thing about a quarterback, too. I mean, taking the best player at quarterback, let's use two guys that went to the same school and almost had the same results in college. Jalen Hurts, he was an underrated prospect, but he's turned into a a hell of an NFL quarterback. 
couple years prior, Baker Mayfield was an overrated prospect. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he had the Heisman traits. He was the first overall pick. But you look at maybe just taking the best player there. He didn't work out the same way either. So there's there's ways that it goes both directions. That's why you have such a split on this. There's I, no perfect answer from a draft community as a whole. I think you can and should look for exceptions to your rules. I don't think you should revise your rules based off exceptions. That's a great way to put like, it. I, I don't think that because you spot an exception, learned... you completely change your rules in the face of all the other data. You can l- keep an eye out for those outliers and those sorts of people, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to then just throw my rules like, oh, Okay, I got to trash his rules because this one guy breaks him. That's what Parcells used to say to us. He would say, you draft an exception, then you have a team full of exceptions. Mm. I have a problem with an exception, but I I wouldn't want to, like, restructure my rules because I had one. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. And and teams, I think, battle that every year because of what they did in the draft last yeah. year. Same thing. I mean, you could take a wide receiver in the third round right now. The first thought that's going to come in your head is Jalen Tolbert, first round or third round, first year, not working out the same way. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take one in the first round or in the third round as well. All right. Let's go to the second or let's go to our first break, second segment. We've got Twitter on the 20 coming up in just a couple of moments. We're going to answer your questions. Then we're going to do some tell me more about some of these guys that are in the building and have been reported to be in the building when we come back with more of the draft show. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Tax season can be more stressful than a last-second Hail Mary with the game on the line. Overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. What are you laughing at? I just, that, I, uh, that I threw out a grenade, uh, a, a player yeah, grenade right and, when we were coming back on. And, <laughs> I, I'm laughing at you and your comment about flowers. Yeah, I know. That and was then I looked at yeah. you and then I looked across the table. And Aisha, if she we're had, in the middle of an ad read, she couldn't talk. If so she, she was, if she had, <laughs> if she had the length of that corner we talked about from Purdue, yeah. she'd have grabbed your collar I, and your no, shirt. I gotta wash. Maybe I gotta wash Clint Johnson again. So I, let's let's, uh, let's no, dive no, into I, it really quickly. What don't is it? Even what do was it. what was it? Say it, Bobby. Say it. Say it. Well, I just said, I just said. I thought you were talking about flowers. I was. I said Quentin Johnston is better than Zay Flowers, and I don't think Zay Flowers is going to be able to win the same way at the NFL the way he wins at college. And you agreed. I, I agree with the Johnston. He agrees with above the Johnston flowers. Part. Yeah, I have Johnston as my number three wide receiver, and I have Flowers as number four. I'm watch him again. I like Quentin Johnston a lot. Which I'd like him so, I don't think he's a bad. I don't think he's a bad player. And we're talking about because he's on the cover of this the Star magazine right yeah. here. I mean, he, he's good looking purple up on on the front of the Star magazine. I signed. Oh, yeah. I signed my name on. Have you heard this? Have you heard, <laughs> so have you heard this man talk? Johnson. Yeah, he was it's, on the radio with you the other day. It's Voice of God. He's got it's, a great it voice. Is, it is. It's John Facinda? It is. It is yeah, wild how deep his voice is. Sean uh, over at the station had him, uh, when we got him on the air, he had him say, in a world, because his <laughs> voice was so deep. And so it was great. He was good. So one of the guys he reminds me of when he talks is uh, Danny McRae, who works upstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, former Cowboy. Danny oh, yeah. LSU, of course. Go Tigers. He, Danny's got that real deep, raspy voice, mm-hmm. and he kind of talks like this. And then Quentin John. Johnston, when he was on on with you guys, I was listening and and go he Tigers. had that deep yeah go Tigers. Yeah. The uh, he had that deep voice in it as well. So I, I think he's got a future in broadcasting. Hopefully, twenty five years down the line, when he's done with a great pe- NFL pe- career, people couldn't tell the difference. We had him and Kendra Miller on at the same time. People were like, I can't tell whose voice is who. They're both just like these <laughs> deep bassy like voices, and it's like somebody had suggested they're like I think Quentin Johnson just did the interview for both of them and said he was Kendra. Bye. <laughs> so that's all. Awesome. All right, let's uh, let's get into some Twitter on the twenty. Twitter, Twitter on the twenty. 20, 20, 20. All right, this one starts with let's go with Chase Aguilar. He says right now. Shout out Chase. If the draft is today, we had dinner with him in Oxnard. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. Shout out to Chase. What is Thanks the for favorite <laughs> pick for you right now at twenty six? What do you feel like is the pick if the draft were tonight? What would you go with, Brian? The favorite as who I would want or who the team is going to take. I'm going to say I, I think as the team is going to take. Yeah, team. I think they're leaning for offensive linemen here. Okay. I think that's I. I know it, it's a wide open situation, and you know the if we're starting to kind of hear some of the things for the thirty visit guys, I know they're bringing in wide receivers and trying to kind of figure that out. But to me, this team is really good at drafting these. Offensive lineman late in a draft in the first round, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like they got a little bit of a hole there at left guard. So to me, I think they were looking at a one of those guards, Torrance or Avila, Avila, Avila. Yeah, I think I think you're kind of looking at that direction. If it was me, or okay. I would like to throw in Wright from Tennessee. By the way, 
Yeah, you, you're, you're trying tackle. to you're trying to will that one. I'm trying to. I think I like him a lot. I think right at Tennessee, the offensive tackle, mm-hmm. you could play him at guard, and I think he's a better prospect than the other two that are straight guards. That's what I was going to ask you. If you had a tackle, if you guys had a tackle on the board in comparison to the the guards that mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have first round grounds for, are you picking the tackle? Because he already said it, but. I think I think Wright does translate better to guard. I think he does too. That's fair. And I I think he he has the flex. So if you wanted to maybe put him out of tackle, you could. But you've done it already. You made the switch last year. Are you willing to do it again? That's my biggest pause. And I, it goes back to what Brian's talked about. And I've learned a lot from you across the table through these last couple of years. But you always say if you have a, a an abundance at one position, add another. add another one. Yeah, this is another guy that could do both things, guard and tackle. Talking about Darnell Wright from Tennessee, if if he is the pick at twenty six, it's because he can start right now. It's because he can come in and play and make that switch. My question is, are they going to their tight ends going to be higher on their board than those guards? Mm. When when you start to talk about the stack. When you look at, like, they go, if they have 150 names and they stack them from one to 150, I wonder is like Mayer going to be at 23, Kincaid at 25, Musgrave at 30, and then say, for example, Torrance at 36, Avia at 40, you know, how, where's that going to be? Yeah. I wonder I mean, if they, if they go, if they go with that. Does, they, I mean, they, they, if they go with their stack that way. They had a higher graded player on the board last year when they took Tyler Smith. I mean, Lewis, them Lewis seen yeah. the safety from Georgia. Georgia. They, they had him higher, yeah. and they ended up going with Tyler Smith. So, I mean, I, you so know, you're saying it, the stack doesn't matter it, to them? No, no, I think it does. I just think it's a blend of, you know, it is a blend of need and talent. Like, I mean, I, I think that when seen, I believe, based off of the, the, the board that was put together by John Mashota over the at the, at the athletic when, when Jerry, Jerry showed it to everybody. Scene was 14, I think, and Tyler Smith was 16. Yeah. I think they felt pretty good about Donovan Wilson and Jay Ronkers so that it's like these guys are close enough that we'll take the the guy that we could really use, which is the offensive line. And so, I, I mean, similarly, I think if they were looking at it and they had maybe a tight end graded a little higher than one of the offensive linemen left, they would look at it and say the offensive line might be more valuable to us. So they're mm-hmm. close enough that we can justify this. I just think that tight end group stretches a little better than the guards early. If that's the route they're going to go, I agree with that because there's more there's more starting caliber tight ends in the second, third, fourth rounds than you probably would get at guard or even tackle. Hey, do you guys have a first round grade for Skronsky? Yes, yes, yeah. he's yeah. way gone. I'd be thrilled if Skronsky. If Skronsky somehow ended to you, at I would have myself to Kansas City. If Skronsky yeah. got to seventeen. I'd be like, pick up the phone and trade up. I, I love Skronsky. See, yeah. we were talking about that. Like, if there were some guys, I think we did on the show last week. We were talking about if one of those guys got to Detroit at eighteen, were you willing to flip a two to go that direction? If it's Skronsky, I would I would flip yeah, a two I'd, to go get him. I would one hundred percent do that. Say your board is wiped out, like your top guards and Cody Malk is there. Do you think he's going to be there in the second? At twenty six, oh, he I should take the Cody second. Malk? Yeah, she she's Probably not wrong not. about this. By the way, this is a really good thought. I'm asking just because of the wiped out, like who, like Torrance and Avila aren't there at twenty six? Exactly, but but. I don't think Cody. I don't, I don't know how far Cody Malk is going to go into yeah. the second, just because of how the flex. I know if you're looking at him at a left tackle, you might be like, "Oh, he can wait." But if you like, mm-hmm. I can push him in at guard right now. Then maybe, 
he is somebody. I'm asking. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying anything. I think. Uh, I think if Torrance and Avila go in the first 25 picks, some really good players have been pushed down the board to you that you wouldn't have thought would have been there at 26. And so at that point, I would not. Uh, no, I would. I wouldn't take Malk in the first. No, and, I wouldn't. And, and if you, if you're talking about Avila, who. Avila and Torrance, who I think are you're talking about Dallas's ranges when people are going to start looking at them. If they were to go earlier, that means other players have not gone ahead of you that you were probably expecting. So maybe a maybe Bijan does get pushed down the board further. Maybe all the receivers make it to you. Maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba's there and Quentin Johnson. So I feel like you'd have a a really strong value play if those guards went earlier than you. I don't think they're going to get wiped out. I don't either. I don't either. It would yeah. it would take but it's a, a lot. But it's for a that good to question because you got to talk about that because you know there was I remember I remember in the in the draft the CD Lamb draft mm-hmm. Diggs was a Diggs was a being talked about at seventeen mm-hmm. and they got him in the second round. You know, I mean the the football gods that night were with you, but uh, that that was something that we said what you wiped out. You know. I think Chason was – we were talking about Chason yep. from LSU. Yep. And Jacksonville took him in. You're like, you're thinking, well, you know, if he's gone, well, who are they going to – and they pick Lamb. And then all of a sudden, well, hey, that was nice to – he had Diggs in that holding area. And then he'd turn around and get him in the second round. That, that kind of stuff you don't know. But I don't think they're going to get wiped out. But I think you got to kind of talk about sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that they'll have somebody there um, that not only is – a fit value-wise, but a fit for something they could use. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to have just a straight wipe out there. Does it make you uncomfortable now that now it feels like universally everyone feels like it's going to be guard? Does it make you feel weird? Um, we knew that about Quint, uh, we knew that about Leighton Vanderish. Sure. The, 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 the first of April, you started kind of getting a vibe. You we got knew it, Tristan you, Hill. That was all the way in the second round. Yeah, when Tristan Hill was. Going yeah, to be the you, pick. you had you had this feeling that they were going to. I don't. I don't know. If today you can identify who the player is. Mm-hmm. I think you can identify the position. Barnacles. I, I you think it's that I don't like that, that heavy. I don't think it's it's that cut and dry because I think that oh, it, no, it depends I, on how the board's going to fall in front. Yeah, but as I'm trying well. to I'm trying to answer my dinner partner's question. There, sure. You know, and I and you say you say, okay, what what pos, what player do you think or what position? You know, the one thing that we know is this team, when they draft at the end of the first round and it's an offensive lineman, it's generally a hit for them. Mm-hmm. They have a history of this. I, it, and, it, and I feel like they have a, they have a need at left guard. I, I, I understand what everybody's talking about with Tyron Smith. Tyler Smith, to me, is our, your left tackle. That's, that's me. That's yeah. just how yeah, I look yeah, at it. Now, what it should be. They might tell they, you know, they, they stopped listening to me in 2005. You know, that's the last time I got to say anything in a room, you know. So, so we, we actually, based off of these questions, we actually knocked out four of the questions but, from but, Twitter but, but, on the 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by, by hitting this conversation. So a bunch of people got their their questions answered. By the answered. way, I do not think it is like slam dunk guard. I would agree that's the likeliest Thank spot, you. but I don't think it's slam dunk. Like, if you were to ask me to name players that's right now. That's what's going to be mad over there when they no, take a but guard. If you, like, if you ask me to name players it. right now, like, if I were to handicap it and try and put odds on it, just position versus player versus how I think they probably like mm-hmm. some guys. The two names that I keep coming back to right now are probably Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, and Steve Avila, the guard from TC. Brian brought us on Twitter, fires in a question fight by Aisha Morrison. <laughs> Aisha, who would you like to draft at 26? I, first of all, I would like to go on and say that a month ago on this show, I said that if you got a guard, you'd be cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed are to Are you crawfishing now and then? I might be. I might be. 
But I'm just saying that that's I don't have a problem with guard. Don't do don't do me like that. Okay. <laughs> well, who do you want? Though? Who do you want? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. At twenty six, regardless, of whole reg- board is available. Yeah, the, the you, yeah, you, outside of the the likely top ten, we'll say, we'll say somebody falls. Yeah, you taking Forbes? Huh? You taking Forbes at twenty six? I don't know. I'm conflicted because I really like DJ Turner that I've been looking at as of late. Okay, DJ Turner's a damn good player at Michigan. Yeah, hell of an athlete. Might, I think he might be one of the best, the the better man corners of mm-hmm. this this draft. Um, I thought he was really. I, I said really sticky. He's not afraid to tackle. Um, the ball skills are present, and he has. They even brought him on some corner blitzes because he's so fast. And they know he's going to get to the quarterback. Uh, it's funny because he played for Michigan, and he reminds me a lot of how Jordan Lewis played. Just that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I'm kind of not. I'm not a huge guy, but I throw my body around like I am. Mm-hmm. Like, and he also has the special teams ability. He can come in because that's something that's really important. I think for whatever corner they bring in, is that you need special teams help right now. Yeah. You honestly may be looking for. Or whoever is going to be the replacement for CJ Goodwin moving forward, like you need to establish a new uh, ace, like or, a new, I, or another guy there. So I like what you're saying because I think that that to me Turner would be an option if you traded out of the first round. Sure, early second. That's yeah, very early second, like forty. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I see this guy yeah. at the fortieth spot. That's kind of how I would look at him. Yeah, he put on a little bit more weight too, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds like he put on ten more pounds um, in this in this off season. Because at so. the combine he was one seventy eight. Yes. So do you put on some more from there? He's a good uh, player, yeah, I think, man. Yeah. I think that's when he put on the extra ten pounds. But you know, people have spoken well about him and what mm-hmm. he's capable of. And I, I mean, I like Emmanuel Forbes. I don't think he's gonna be there though, personally. You think he's gone before twenty six? I think he's gone. Ooh. Do you I know think... what DJ Turner's birth name is? Say it. This is the first time I've read it. Oh. Juan Drago. That okay, that's Juan Drago Turner. <laughs> Let's make the pick. Turn in the card. Let's I, make it I had just seen it was DJ and I like open it up and it's like Juan Drago DJ Turner. Jeez. That's sick. Are All you right. Real? Yeah, that's a that's an alpha name if I've ever heard one. No, this is a dope nickname. All right. Uh Paul says, Please. Have you guys studied any traitsy late round corners? That we could luck into, like a Deron Bland or, of course, a Brown back in the day. Do you have any of those guys that are on your board that you've looked at, you like later? I'm going to say day three. That's where we'll cut it off. Maybe like a fourth fourth round or later guy that you like the traits on. Mm. How about? Okay, let me let me pull up my corners here and do okay. and go real quick here. This is terrible radio when you don't have you're not prepared for this. I'm well, that's give, what it is. It's live radio. It's live know. radio. So I'm going to give you as I'm scrolling through my list here. I I know that I don't know what people really really think about about Eli Ricks. Okay. Okay. Now we, I think we've talked about Ricks before, but I'm going to give you another guy here. Anybody looked at Cameron Mitchell from Northwestern? I have not seen him, but mm-hmm. I, I he's on my list. 5'11", 191, another boundary corner. The reactions, the, the the defends well to the inside, routes, he attacks them. I see him getting, you know, I mean, he gets himself in position to make a lot of plays. I feel like this is one of those guys that's really smart because he has a good feel for what the receiver is trying to do to him. You know, he's one of those guys that can run the route with the receiver. And there was only a couple of times where, like, I saw separation. But, man, he rallied back to coverage, and he didn't give up any really big plays. Aisha doesn't like him because he's a 50-50 tackler, and I don't blame her for that. Mm. But he's not afraid of the contact. He just doesn't do a very good job of that. So smart awareness are his best traits. Cameron Mitchell, 
191 cornerback out of Northwestern's kind of that fourth round guy to me. He was all Big Ten in 2021. He did not have an all Big Ten honoree in 2022, so he's better. It looks like they had a bad team at Northwestern. That's fair. That's but they had a really good tackle guard. On their yeah, offensive yeah, we, line. We, yeah. we, we really like Skaronsky, and that's yeah. that's that's about it. Uh, f- finished second on the team in 2021, five PBUs. Yeah, uh, I mean, started all 12 games, and then he came back and he started uh, another 12 games as well. So, I mean, overall, you really like what he's brought to the table. Actually, he was honorable mention in 22 as well. So he actually uh, he did get some Big Ten honorees there. Did anybody watch the kid Bennett from Maryland? Jacorian. Jacorian Bennett. Uh, he's he's down for me to watch. Tonight. He's down. I yes. saw him opposite, but I, it wasn't like I was studying him. Okay, yeah, see, and I yeah. saw him on the Senior Bowl tape a little bit. I've heard some good things about him, but yeah. I, I, I got to take a look myself. Well, he, okay, here's your traits, guy. He's one yep. of the fastest testers at the combine, and when you study his film, you can see the athletic ability. It kind of translates into his game. He is uh, one of the leaders of the Big Ten when it came to defending passes. So you see him cutting off routes. He's not going to let receivers go inside. Mm-hmm. He tries to make every single ball a contested ball. Good body control. He'll stay, you know, he'll stay in phase with the double move stuff. He's a loose hip guy. You know, f- flip, go. That's on it. So I, I kind of feel like, though, you know, he had 27 passes defensed over the last two seasons. Wow. So you watch him. He's a downhill player. If he has a downside, he he gets penalized a lot. Four three even forty, yeah. a one yeah. four eight split. He yeah. had a forty and a half vertical and an eleven inch broad jump. I mean, eleven foot broad. Those are traits. That that is traity. I'm I'm in on the the traits. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good answer for our friend Paul. Yeah. What is so? I, I feel like whenever you say traits, especially at corner, people are gonna wonder about like. It's hard for somebody to feel like somebody's a traitsy prospect without long speed. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really like Jalen Jones from Texas A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Jalen Jones is a guy who, like, if you look at the 40 yard dash, he ran 4.57, which is not great. It's not great long speed. But the 10 yard split on him is 148, which is elite. 148 yeah. is an elite 10 yard split. So he's got the short area quickness. It's the same one Bennett had. Yeah, you, you've, you've got the, in terms of, I think you've got the, the physicality, the size is obviously great with him. He's 6'2". I kind of thought he might a be a short. safety. I thought he might be a safety. I, I, I know you've, you've thought about that because I remember we brought him up earlier. But I think that Jalen Jones is one that stands out to me as a, a really traitsy guy. And then somebody else that I know we've mentioned, the, the best athlete, I think, when you look at, at corner, and he's not a guy that I, I think I would take in the first three rounds, maybe like the fourth. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody I know Wolchuk loves is Darius Rush. I have a yeah. I, I have a lay third on him. Do you guys about Darius Rush? Yeah, that's what I was about to talk. I was talk about, about it. Former about receiver. About. Yeah, former receiver. Uh, has been playing corner that long. Really instinctive guy. Uh, I, I, I like the ball skills. I like yeah. what he's able to do there. Um, because in this this class, I feel like a lot of guys can play, but. But some of them don't have like go after the ball skills. They have they can play the position and they're where they're supposed to be, but they don't go after the ball. Um, I think also too in man coverage, I thought he was impressive. He also yeah. has the special teams ability, yeah. which again to me is important for a lot of teams moving forward, specifically this team moving forward. This guy's that. a really good blitzer too. Mm-hmm. I think you got him dead on. I like I, this him. guy's a really good. He's got a like feel him. for how to it, how to get in the backfield and be disruptive. So for 6'2", we always talk about leggy guys, long guys. It doesn't take him much to turn. Mm -mm. I mean, he is not like, 
you know, you see him, it's like he's laboring to turn. Nah, this guy, this guy, he he could do it. I, I like I like the player. I really do. And for somebody who just started playing defense just a couple seasons ago, I think he's mm-hmm. a pretty darn good tackler too. Yeah. Like his his foundation that he set as a tackler is is solid. Well, the willingness is there. Oh yeah. The well, Aisha yeah, was right about the special team stuff because I wrote down here special played well as special teams as a gunner. So that's that outside the flyer guy and stuff like that. That's not an easy position to play nope. either, especially where the gunners are now. By the Who's way, their I, best I, gunners? I, 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 is that what you're going to ask? I do, I do, I do like uh, Riley funny. Moss as well from Iowa. Oh, okay, that's Who? a good one too. Riley, Riley Moss, Moss. Oh, corner at Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a guy that I think. It, like when you talk about the one of the things that I think you see with Moss is that where he'd be a really good fit is like that. Fangio like man match scheme because I think he's really really smart mm. like in terms of I think he's got a high IQ he's he's big he's physical obviously some of the long speed I think is a question there but I think he's got a chance to be a really good player yeah when I first watched him I the first time I watched him I thought about when the Cowboys used Jordan Lewis that one time against the Saints yeah and how they kind of were like Alvin Kamara or yeah, the yeah, tight yeah, end yeah. yeah he was they were like he gets nothing it, yeah. it kind of felt like yeah. Yeah. he could do something like that in my opinion and that's what I first thought about it when I watched him very nice all right final question before we take our second break Douglas <laughs> asked in your mock draft show last week Brian said that he has a first round grade on Jameer Gibbs I also have a first round grade yeah. on Jameer Gibbs would you take Gibbs at 26 if there were no other first-round grades left on your board? If you were in the draft room, you were in the war room, and you were able to put that, he would be the best player. In. He would be the best player on my board then, because I, I like he's like if when you're going to put him in the stack, he's going to be, he's going to be if if you have 20 first-round grades, mm-hmm. he's likely to be the 20th player. So to me, I would that would be if if I'm gonna I'm not going to window dress my board. If I feel like he's a first-round talent and he's there at 26, I'll, I'll handle. I'll hand that card in. I think I would too. I would hand that card in. That yeah. this guy, is, there is not a, a huge difference between him and Bijan Robinson. I mean, this guy Ooh, is a bold. This guy is a runner. This guy catches the ball well and he blocks. I've seen him do some blitz pickup stuff mm-hmm. that saved Bryce Young and allowed them to make big plays down the field because of awareness in the pocket of him crossing and picking up guys flying off the edge. That's that's a that's a skill that that you have to have, I think, to play in the National Football League. Those three down players that ability to, to to be that type of guy I think is big. I think he's a phenomenal player. I, I originally I think I was with you up until about a month ago where I didn't think there was a a big gap between Gibbs mm-hmm. and Bijan. Then I went back and watched Bijan again, and I, just some of the things that he did kind of distanced himself oh, sure. a little bit. Yeah. But I think Gibbs is a first-round talent of a player because, like you said, yeah. pass protection at the NFL level is crucial. Yeah. It's not just a recommendation right. like it is in college. You can get away with being a good running back and not pass protecting with the best of them. If you're going to be a starting running back, starting caliber running back, you're going to have to do some sort of pass protection at a, at a certain level. Gibbs can do that. And he's just a weapon in, in the receiving he game. A he's yeah. a weapon all the way through. He's such a threat. And, and, I mean, the vision and the patience behind the line of scrimmage is just phenomenal. So, all right. That does it for Twitter on the 20. When we come back, we're going to do some tell me more about some prospects uh, around this Cowboys team and potentially uh, some guys to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. We'll be right back with more of the Draft Show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. 
Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Get ready to welcome a new draft class with the 2023 New Era Draft hats. Grab yours today at the nearest local pro shop or log on to DallasCowboys.com slash fanatics. You can also get ready for the NFL Draft with what Brian's holding up right now, and that's the official Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine Draft Guide. It's released in stores, online, and, of course, you can get a digital copy as well. I like the physical copy because, one, it's it's a good-looking cover. Great job. Shout-out to Kurt Daniels and to Michael for all the design that went into this. It's a good-looking magazine. And then there's 130 scouting reports. There's rankings for every single position. And there's a, uh, a full first-round mock draft from the draft show. It's our very own mock draft in there as well from the first round. Was it, so. was it Zach that picked uh... The, uh, Hendon Hooker. Yes, it was the, for Minnesota. That's getting a lot of momentum now. Yes, it Hendon is. Hooker going to first round. How about that? And we'll get Zach Wolchuk back on the air very soon, but he is unavailable today. We don't today. have to. I mean, Why that's, he's doing like some, some baseball stuff, so he's busy right now. We got Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Borison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. <laughs> Time now to do some Tell Me More. How about Mr. Jacqueline Roy from LSU? I want to know more about this Go Tigers. 
Brian. I guess uh, you want to start with definitively me. Definitively, we'll start with you because you're the LSU guy. Go Tigers! Uh, he's one of the players that gives Go you Tigers. everything he has. He's six three. He's three oh five. He was a highly recruited player at a high school in Baton Rouge. There, he was projected to be the next big thing on the LSU defense, and he was kind of just an okay player. But the more you watch him, the more you like the way he plays. He's a little tight in that lower body, which pre- prevents him from kind of like really, you know, controlling the gap like he needs to. But he's got upper body power and energy. He's a, I mean, the, if you play him on one gap where he just attacks. That quickness, he could get up the field. He's got that two-gap potential. When I talk about two-gap, it's you control the blocker, you look inside, you look outside, and then you get rid of the guy and you go. It's a little bit more of a reading type of a thing. He's capable of doing that. But, uh, you know, the thing I like about him the best is that he plays a lot of snaps. You see defensive linemen that will play four or five plays, and then they go out, and they're tired, and they don't see him for a while. This guy keeps playing, and you never see him really come off the field. And LSU likes to rotate their guys, but he plays a lot, a large number of snaps for a bigger guy. But I kind of feel like he's a better run player than he is a pass guy because they use him on twists and things, and you don't see the success all the time there. Yeah. You seen him? Yeah, I watched him last night. Uh, the first thing I wrote down, is that I said, this is a thick human. <laughs> like, like Jake Cole's eyebrows. With two C's or what, what are we talking about? Three C's. Three C's. Uh, with three C's. No, um, he his ankles even look thick, man. Like that's a big dude. Like yeah. I was just watching him. Uh, like you were talking about, he is. I would. I would. I would say that he's a true nose, and that's mm-hmm. where you should probably line him up. It felt like um, he had a nice. Ex- he had a nice explosion off mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage at, at the ball, but he. Uh, there was some inconsistency in his in his rep wins. I feel like he can get pushed off the ball sometimes, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So having him just do one thing to start or having him master doing that one thing to start would be good. So when you talk about – we talk about what do you need, what do you want, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want a guy to just come in and stop the run or just clog up some space? This is the dude right here. He's not a super – he's not going – to me, it doesn't look like he's going to give you a lot in like pass rush and all that stuff. No, probably not. Like, I mean, I, I think he has the athleticism to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's not anything that's been developed yet he moves really well for how big he is um but i think he's got the chance to be like a really really good run defender uh in general it's really difficult to like he wins with leverage pretty consistently i think it's difficult to get him on reach blocks i think that his best chance to be a pass rusher is going to be on some of the twists and stunts that they like running here too yeah um and so i think he's a really intriguing player i mean i'd be interested in him in the Fourth, fifth round. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you got him right there. Jaquelin, good job. Yeah, Jaquelin Roy. Yes, I'm sorry. Jaquelin. 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 Yeah, we gonna say these people's okay. names right. Key and Peel. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I was like, <laughs> wait a second. So we got, <laughs> so we got Kyle for to say the name. Jaquelin Roy. What's our guard's name again? Steve Avila. 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 Like the old. Tigers catcher, Alex yep. Avila. And, and yes, for those of you listening, Steve Avila, it's Avila. Right. Everybody we said asked, Avila, we, but it's yeah. Avila. Avila. Yep, Steve Avila. All my Avila. TCU connects lied to me. Oh, those jerks. <laughs> uh, all right, tell me more about Braden Willis, tight end out of Oklahoma. 
Good frame, good foundation as a blocker was the first thing I had written down. He's actually a, a local prospect, too. Arlington Martin High School. You got to go for it. Talk played in the shadow of yeah. AT&T. Yeah, I'll start it off. Strong hands when packing a punch on a block. Experience playing with some of the best quarterbacks, of course, in college football. And he worked well to all parts of the field because of that. He had some versatility going back and forth to the sideline, to the interior of the field, going playing in between the hash marks. One thing I had against him is he's not polished enough in contested situations. There were a lot of times. Yeah. When he's in traffic and he looked uncomfortable, and he's going to get tested by those physical defenders at the second level that you didn't see a whole lot at the Big 12. And I think because of that, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But uh, I think overall, he's a, he's a good receiver. He's a better blocker at the tight end position. I like him in the mid rounds. I think he's a, a fourth or a fifth round guy. But as an under the radar tight end prospect, I think he's somebody that can grow and be better for your football team. I I I, I got issues with. It it feels he feels very tweener like okay like he's like small. like I mean it just in general that like it, it's one of these things where he is smaller so it's not like the prototypical like six three two forty one by the way six, but then three. he's not like this athletic threat that can you know pressure defenses that way and that he can be more of the Evan Ingram type of tight end um, and and we're not talking about a first round player here so that's not no. necessarily the skill set yeah. I will say he's very tough. Um, I, 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 I like in general, uh, his willingness to make plays in traffic. I think he's got solid hands, but overall, I mean, I, I didn't see a ton that thrilled me about him. He'd be very late on the board for me. I liked Payne Durham from Purdue better. He's six six two fifty three. I think you guys. Are, I think you guys are talking about the size and stuff like Durham that. Durham at eleven. I have Willis at twelve. Yeah, in the I, I just position. if you gave me a choice between the two of those kind of those late guys, I, I think you both got the player right. I just I like Payne Durham a little bit better from Purdue. What do you think about about Willis specifically? I kind of feel like though to me like to say Bobby's got him right with the tweener stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just you wonder if you're going to be a tweener guy, you got to make more of the plays down the field and stuff like that. And I, you know, the that part of me worried me a little bit about him. Uh, you know, again, the separation, the catching the ball and stuff like that. I he's got some yards after the catch ability. That was though. about to say. Like, it, it, yeah. yeah, but the the thing about it is though to me like I. It was one of those things where he just didn't fit my eye mm-hmm. when I was thinking about because there's so many of these guys. Okay, I'll give you an example too of another guy. I'll give you another guy that you know we talk about Kincaid. He's six four two forty six. You know, but that's a first round potentially first round guy. I'll give you another guy, Dennis uh, Davis Allen from Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's like if you're going to go and and, and talk about a guy like we're just visiting on. I have guys ahead of him that I would that I would say you know if if it comes down to I think I would take somebody else okay. as opposed to hand that tag in. I, I, that I, I would I think that Hendershot and Ferguson are both better options coming out of school than Willis was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. What about Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion? Uh-huh. Okay, you like, go, you go like for it. Aisha. You know this one? No, I talked about him. I talked about him last. You did bring week. him up, and I went and watched him, and I, I like it. it. Is it, it is. Yes. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, you don't want to say it the other way. Barnabas. You must see me on on Twitter. Like I always say, I like Kuntz, and everybody goes, "Sure you do." <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Beamer's about to cut your mic oh, off. Oh no, we about to get kicked off the air. I'm just saying that's how he says his name, right? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I just responded to a Twitter questions. Nah, nah, he's a he's a dude. Zach people are people. I, I'm trying to do good work here. I don't know what everybody. Doing great else, work, Brian. I don't know what everybody. I don't know what everybody else out there is trying to do. <laughs> that does it for us here on the draft show. <laughs> No, tell me about the player. Tell me about Old Dominion tied in, and I'm not even going to say his name again. Shout out to Old Dominion, uh, by the way. That's what his name is. Shout out to Old Dominion for the three-camera setup on their film. Yeah. It is the best film in yeah. the entire country. It wow. Is. You can see everything. because their broadcast doesn't have a whole lot on I there. put in quotes, older guy. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. Is he old? Uh, I don't have his birthday on here yet. Barnacles. I'll let you know. Well, I said older guy, so he must be... Like a he's a trans. Well, he got recruited by Penn State. He's twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's a Penn State transfer. Sorry, he got injured last season. Uh, he was dealing with a knee or something like that. I think that's why he's kind of been under the radar a little bit. But um, uh, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. I, I sneakily said that I felt like he was one of the more athletic tight ends in this. Draft. You're not wrong. He can high point the ball. I thought mm-hmm. he was a red zone threat, and um, I think with the right coaching, he can definitely, you know, get better in the blocking game. I guess that would be the only, like... Knock. And I wouldn't yeah. even call it a knock because the willingness, like we talk about, is the willingness there. Is he trying? Is he trying to put hands on guys? I think he plays through traffic pretty well, too. Yep. He's not afraid to play through traffic. And like we were just talking about with Willis, that's something he struggles with. That's something that I'm looking for with tight ends, especially yep. because people are creating trash. Man, that... that, that athleticism i don't even know that that's sneaky it's aggressive he's like six, i mean when you look he's six seven he ran what? four five five he jumped foot no i know i'm just saying it's when you look at the testing it's absurd how athletic this guy is six eight seven yeah. three cone at six not, seven i think what she's trying to say it's not something you always see no 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 wow. i know i'm just i'm just saying when you look at it like it's like holy cow yeah. what a freaking athlete I'm when you jump 40 inches you got a broad of 11 almost you got the six eight three cone it's just wild how athletic this guy is. it shows up on tape the target and the red zone stuff, he can finish. This yeah. guy, he's got a lot of raw ability. That's what I said. And about he's this. productive, too, yep. because I, I think he second in the in the league in receptions uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So he, um, as, as a tight end, so he's he's going to get the production. And Will McClay mentioned on the draft show with us is production. He said production with us. So sure I, did. I think that's important uh, moving forward with these draftees. But I, I said sneakily because, again, I feel like people have he's fallen down people's boards because of the injury that he had last season, and sure. so I think that I would. That's why I was like, I think he for me. I was like, oh, who's this dude? That for me it was sneaky yeah. to, to find him. That's the, the way I was here, here. Keep in mind, having Mr. And what's his name again, Brian? Coons. Y'all going to jail? <laughs> old Dominion tight end. Keep him on your. your I'm an list. old man. They can't throw me in jail. <laughs> Y'all going to jail. Yeah, they're trying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time. Damn right we'll be back. We're going to have some more fun tomorrow. I got career about... day, but I'll see you all next week. Oh, career, career day. day. That's going to be you fun. T- my daughter's fourth t- grade class. Tell about a job better than making money on the radio, my, please. My daughter's fourth grade class. Yeah. we got to go do that. That's You're going to awesome. tell them the stuff you talk about on the radio? Yeah, I'm going to tell them about Zach Koontz. <laughs> Aisha, I'm going to talk about a, that a, name. <laughs> That's it. For Brian Broaddus, for Bobby Belt, for Aisha Morrison, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Draft Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Presented by Miller Lite. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!